Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready. You're going to Vegas with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, the podcast. He's back, our favorite impressionist in all of Las Vegas, really all over the place. Rich Natoli is with us again. It's great to hear from you. A lot of these great shows that we're used to seeing a lot in Las Vegas that are open all year just now starting to get back on stage. Yeah, they're coming back. You know, it was slow. You know, we got hit like everybody else. It's But you never saw Vegas close down the way it did. It was really insane. But now, you know, the shows are coming back. December and January are technically very slow months for shows in Vegas um, because of the holiday uh, season and everybody's traveling, you know, to different places or they're staying home or, you know. So it's really, really slow for, for shows. But, uh yeah, I've been freelancing some shows and just kind of, uh, kind of just getting back in the swing of things with all this stuff. And uh, and then you know, then we, you know, I wrote the movie uh, story along with John Pate, who's a incredible writer and comedian. I, I wrote the story, and John did all the scene by scene, and and uh, we won uh, the best Christian screenplay award for a movie called uh, Faith Wins: The Wild Card of the Strip, which starts shooting in in January. We're really excited about this, and we wanted to talk with you about it. What a better way to spend the pandemic if you have to be stuck in a room or what have you to come up with something like this. First of all, you know, how did this concept start? Because I think it's a great idea, and of course, there's a lot of interest in the uh, in the faith films and so forth. Yeah, well, you know, here's here's the truth of, of, of how this came about. It was <laughs> the story was actually told to me in a dream, if you can believe it. And the person in the dream was telling me the entire story, told me even the title, Faith Wins, in the dream. I, it was one of those dreams where you knew it was real. It, did, it wasn't like a regular dream, you know. I woke up, I looked at the clock, it was like 3.15 in the morning. So I went over to my desk and I wrote the story out exactly the way it was told to me in the dream, you know, with the title and everything. And then I went back to bed, got up the next morning and I went over to my desk and there it was all written out and I read through it and I went, wow, this is a great story. So this is really interesting. So then, okay, so then I had the story, title, everything. So then I'm thinking, okay, I got to put this in script form. And my friend John, who's a great comedian and writer, and he's written books and screenplays and things like that. And his name kept coming and popping into my head, you know? So I call up John and I said, uh, it was like a few days had gone by, and I called up John. And I said, John, I had this dream and the story for this faith-based movie that's going to help the homeless because it touches on the homeless subject in the movie, and so that's the important part of this of this uh, film. And so, I, you know, I told him this thing, and he said, "Can you send me the story?" I said, "Yeah." So I sent him the story, and he goes, "Rich, this is a really great story. I, I, I'm going to start working on the scene by scene." So this is the fun, the, the really weird part of this, Steve. So he sits down at the computer and he says, he goes, Rich, when I sat down at the computer, he goes, the scenes were writing themselves. He goes, I've never had this happen. He says, out of everything that I've written, he goes, I, I couldn't get up from the computer. He goes, every, the scenes, every, all the word, the line for line dialogue, 
with the characters was just flowing. He and and he wrote all the the scenes and you know to match the story and the storyline and and there we go. And then we submitted it to uh, to the, the the some of the festivals. We won the best Christian screenplay award, and then we submitted to another three, and we made it to the finals of the other three. We didn't win on the other three, but we were in the finals out of all the thousands of submissions they get in three other screenplay awards. So that's fantastic. Yeah, you really do. And you know, you guys, you know, you've been around this world for a long time and so forth, but it's not like you've been putting films out there and one finally clicks. This is kind of a first go round. And I'm fascinated about that dream because if you're like me, most dreams come and go. You vaguely even remember the subject. When something comes in like that, that's just where you could sit there and literally write it out, it is different, right? I mean, that is a different well, well, thing. And, yeah, and, and, and it wasn't just a regular dream, and I knew right away that it was real, and this person in the dream, who I don't know who it was, was real, and they were very serious about me writing this screenplay. So, and I, you know, and, and so the, the important part of this movie is it addresses... Well, it addresses two important uh, uh, topics. It addresses, addresses mostly the homeless issue in our country because the character that I play in the film is a comedy impressionist who's on top of his game. His name's Billy Rizzo, and he's he's just doing really, really well. And then he has some tragedy that happens in his life. He never had faith in his life, you know. He loses his wife and you know to a tragic accident, and he basically kind of flies off the handle and just goes into a downward spiral, you know, with, with drinking and gambling and all these things. And, and, and he, he loses pretty much everything. And there's a, he gets into it with a heckler on stage. And so the heckler files a big lawsuit and the hotels blacklist him and he can't get any work. And the judge freezes all of his assets. And so there, here he is now with everything lost and he has no faith. He doesn't know faith. He doesn't know uh, anything doesn't know poverty doesn't know what it's like to not have anything because he always had anything but now he's got nothing for the first time in his life he literally ends up homeless on the streets of las vegas and the journey begins you know and along the journey he finds he finds faith he finds god he um he had, they had they, him and another homeless guy adopt a a stray a stray animal on the street that becomes a very important part of the movie um as far as him finding faith which I don't want to tell too much, but but anyway. What a great uh, place to set this, though, because Las Vegas is one of those places. I mean, you live there. You know that people come there. They've got It's a place of dreams, but it's a place of, uh, it can be a place of problems. People also, it's, it's a place where you can get into a situation, and if you're not, you don't have that faith to kind of drive you through it, it, it can be a, a very scary and a very lonely place. Very scary and lonely. It's not not unlike Hollywood, you know, the same kind of thing where, you know, dreams happen in Vegas, dreams happen in Hollywood, dreams happen in New York, in these places um, for creative people. But there, it's a double-edged sword, you know. You have to really be confident and, and have your head on straight to be able to, to uh, stay on that path because, you know, there's so many diversions that can happen in places like this, like, you know, the gambling and the drinking and, and getting in with the wrong people and that kind of thing. So you can really lose everything before you even ever get it if you're not careful. So you have to really keep your head on straight and and uh, and stay away from a lot of these vices in order to to keep on your path to to uh, 
success. Well, this seems like a perfect story, though, for you in the sense that you've lived around it. That hasn't happened to you, thank God, and you, you've had a great career. But I know you know people, friends, and so forth, where you've seen things maybe not quite that explosive, but we all face challenges, and life is tough, and you have to have some sort of a belief to get you through these things. And uh, I, I think uh, as our society becomes less involved with the uh, the church with faith and so forth uh it can't be replaced by the stuff that uh we're used to in our daily lives well you know you're correct and i think see i I, i've said this for years and i and i i've met these guys a couple of times and uh you know donnie and marie osmond and 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 i've said this for years the osmonds are a perfect example of how to be successful entertainers do what you love to do do what you're gifted to do but keep your family, keep your family values and keep yourself out of trouble, out of uh, these bad vices that people fall into. They, they're a perfect role model to, uh, that entertainers really should follow on how to separate the, keeping it a job and not making it a lifestyle. You see, where, where, where entertainers sometimes go wrong is they end up at the parties and, and, and making this whole show business thing a lifestyle and it should not be a lifestyle it should be a job it's your job do your show love your show love your audience do your gig go home to your family when it's over and i think so many people they they intertwine the two they they make it their personal life and it should not be it should just be your career and your job just like anybody else has a career and a job doing whatever they do. Well, celebrity can kind of be like a drug, don't you think? I mean, I look at just when you do impressions and you do them so well, people get excited about it because like, oh, it's Jay Leno or whoever it is. And it just gives you an idea that if you don't have your priorities in order, uh, it can get you go to your head right away in the same way like a, like a drug hits you. Yeah, well, speaking of Jay Leno, he was he was one that kept, you know, him and Seinfeld, they kept their... You know, you never hear scandalous things about right. those people because they've they've managed to to keep their head on straight and stay on their path and and to not fall into the drinking and the gambling and the drugs and all that kind of stuff that gets a hold of a lot of people. Because when that stuff gets a hold of them, it, it, it goes to a downward spiral. And, you know, it's very hard to get out of. And so it, you lose valuable years of hard work that you put into building a career you know so this must feel you know, right to you though because you know i've known you for a long time and before that we, we we didn't know each other in our early days but we were in the same area you used to hang out at the circle star theater and stuff so you saw all these people come in you've you've seen the pros you've seen people like you like you say that have been managed to keep that family life you've seen people that have had disasters and fall apart so is this something like this movie where it's really a chance to try to um, Help as many people as you can. Be creative. We want great entertainers and so forth, but don't let it take over your life. Right. And what the end, what the end uh, uh, project that we want to make out of this movie is, you know, it addresses the homeless issue. It addresses animal, animal rights because there's a homeless dog on, in the movie. And so what we want to do with this is after this movie is done and we promote it and we go promote it, you know, John, my co-writer and I, we would like to start uh, – you know, like a telethon here locally in Vegas, entertainment telethon for for the homeless 
And we've, we've been doing fundraisers in different cities. Like we were just in uh, Huntsville, Alabama. We, we, and we've got the, uh, the Salvation Army uh, has a wonderful homeless ministry that we partnered with them. And we were doing, we raised a lot of money for them and, and for our movie um, in these fundraisers. And so we would like to start this telethon to, uh, to uh, help get homeless people into programs, you know, help them, get, help them to get themselves what the, what the Salvation Army does, which we really were impressed with, is they don't just hand these people money. You can't do that because a lot of them have addiction problems and, you know, they got, uh, you know, uh, post-traumatic stress and these different, these different kind of illnesses. So they need to be in programs. They need help. They need professional people helping them. And, you know, that costs money. And so we want to, we want to just be able to do it once a year telethon thing to, to raise money to, to get these, these, uh, these uh, people off the streets and in the program so they can have a normal life. You know, nobody, nobody should be homeless in on, not only on the streets of Las Vegas, nobody should be homeless on the streets of the richest country in the world, which is what America is. I mean, this is just insanity. There's homeless people in every city in this country and it should not be. Well, you go to some yeah. of our bigger cities, Rich, and you'll right. see people accept this. And, in fact, they feel like they're doing good by, well, let's leave these people alone. I go, you know, my thought is, no, let's help them because nobody should be doing it. Like you say, and if it is mental illness or if it is uh, an addiction, whether it be the alcohol, drugs, whatever, let's help these people. Let's get them a place where they can do this. It's just a disgrace. And in a country like this, we accept this as, as okay. It's, 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 yeah, it's a disgrace. I mean, you've got to. You've got a, a, a government that wants to give, you know, uh, uh, almost a half a million dollars to illegal people that are pouring across the border. And you're I'm going, well, wait a minute. There are people all over our streets that are that fought for this country, that fought for the freedom of this country, that that should be taken care of in programs so they can get the help that they need. And you want to throw money away to to uh, give it to illegal people that are breaking all the laws and all the rules coming over here. I mean, are these, are these government people insane? Are they insane? We, I mean, we have roads and bridges falling apart here that need to be fixed. We need to, to put the money into, into, into helping America and Americans. It's just common sense that's not being applied here. Well, fortunately, the movie Faith Wins are going to be coming out soon. What's the schedule for this so we can kind of follow this? Yeah, Faith Wins, the wild card of the strip. We start shooting in uh, Riverside, California, Southern California. We were, were uh, filming for about five days there. Uh, some of the scenes that are, are going to be filmed there at, at the uh, local church and the, and the university, college, and so forth. So we're filming there, and then uh, we're coming to Vegas, and we're shooting about two weeks in Las Vegas, and that'll complete the movie here. And so... Uh, that's uh, so we should be done. We should be done with the movie by, uh, you know, the beginning of February. Outstanding. And then we start getting into distribution. By, by the way, our own producer, the great John Lindquist, uh, is going to be in the movie. I was excited to hear that. Yes. John Lindquist is playing the judge in the movie. It's a very important role, John has, because the judge is a very important a part of the movie. He is basically the one that freezes my character, Billy Rizzo, he freezes his assets after the lawsuit is pending. And, they're, you know, the hotel's being sued. Billy Rizzo's being sued by the, the heckler that he gets into it on stage. So they, the judge freezes everything, which puts Billy Rizzo on the street with nothing. And, um, 
and so John plays the judge. John's playing the judge there. That does that. And he speaks with authority. Everybody that's ever heard his voice knows he can speak with authority. And my co-writer, John Pate, he's playing the, the, my lawyer in the movie and also uh, uh, important roles. You know, uh, we're using a lot of local entertainers for different roles, like um, um, Joelle Rigetti. Yeah. Great actor, singer. Joelle is playing the female pastor in uh, Pastor Emily is the name. Uh, she's playing the female pastor in the movie. She's a great actress, Joelle. Um, she was in Lance Burton's movie. That Lance Burton did a movie not too long, a couple of years back. And uh, and Bruce ba- Bruce Baum, who's a uh, great stand-up comedian that I worked with on the road years ago, and he's an actor and a stand-up comedian. Bruce is playing uh, the part of Beanie, which is uh, the the homeless uh, person on the street who befriends uh, Billy Rizzo and actually shows him how to be homeless on the street. And so he's got a great co-starring role. So uh, he's playing that character. So it's all good, you know. Yep, I can't wait for it. We're going to follow it here, so stay tuned to us if you want to hear as this thing goes along, and we'll have you on again when the show's released. We're still doing fundraising things. Uh, even though we're going into production, we're going to be doing still fundraising things that raise more money, more and more money for the, the movie and, and the things that we're doing with it. And uh, so if you go, if people want to want to donate 10 bucks or 5 bucks or whatever, they can go to GoFundMe. Go to GoFundMe.com and put in Faith Wins Movie Project. You know, or Faith Wins Movie Project for the Homeless. With, uh, and you can donate, you know, Faith Wins Movie Project for the Homeless. Donate whatever, you know, a few bucks or whatever to, on the GoFundMe uh, website. We appreciate that. That's going to help because ultimately what, what we're looking to do with this is we're looking to help the homeless people in our city. We're starting in Vegas and we're going to branch it out and hopefully go national with it with a telethon and everything now it's a great subject and it's a great story so faith wins we'll keep reminding you about it as the weeks go on and rich uh, as you've been off i did want to ask you one question about your comedic career and that is you're always working on new voices do you have any that uh, over the last couple of years you've said this might be a time when you, i could spend a you know time. you know with all this politics going on i've been listening to this guy uh you know, Senator Kennedy, you, you ever hear him? Oh, yeah, he's great. I, I think the, the Democrats and what they're trying to do here, I just don't know if I agree with what they are doing here. Yeah, so I, I look at, I'm looking at some of these obscure voices like that, you know, and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and Chris Wallace. I love Chris Wallace, you know. I'm Chris Wallace, and this is Fox News, you know. <laughs> I love the way some of these people talk. And so, I, yeah, I, I always don't listen, watch this, and, you know, I listen to all the, the politics and all this stuff. And, of course, Trump, you know, uh, Trump, uh, I love the way Trump talks, especially when he gives his speeches. I'm coming back. I'm coming back in a big way. In a big way, I'm coming back. So it's, uh, you know, it's all good. And uh, Jay Leno is here. He'd like to He'd like to say something that, well, it's nice to be here on the Steve Maggi show. Uh, Vegas never sleeps. That is great. Well, I want to tell you, this is Bob Hope here, and I want to say, how about that? Isn't that something? <laughs> I guess he's going to have Ann Jillian or uh, Lonnie Anderson with him. <laughs> how about that Lonnie Anderson wishing you a happy new year? Isn't that something? Lonnie Anderson. <laughs> I, I love the way he used to go. How about that Brooke Shields right here, right here? 
<laughs> what was funny is at the end of his career, whether he was on Carson or I, I remember listening to him on like Howard Stern show, whatever he had in his mind, what he was going to say. I swear he wasn't even listening to the questions. He just kind of, cause he knew the, you know, and, and he was very good at it. You know, his, you know, I mean, all those classic guys were great. I was watching this old Dean Martin roast with uh, Don Rickles on there and Don Rickles was introducing the people on the dais and he goes and, uh, and he goes, oh, and he go, he go, he'll go like, uh, like, uh, like, uh, oh, oh, there's, uh, there's, uh, there's uh, Jimmy Stewart over there, and he goes, and of course Bob Hope isn't here; he's somewhere looking for a war. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's out somewhere looking for a war. <laughs> oh my gosh, those Dean Martin roasts were hilarious. They were great, and you know, you realize what superstars they were. I think you'd have a hard time doing something like that today. Absolutely, they would with all this political correctness. They sure would. Hey, you know, I wanted to mention, I went and saw Jenny Tolman. I don't know if you know, country singer Jenny Tolman mm-hmm. has recorded the Faith Wins song, Call Faith Wins. We played on my radio show, and the, show, the, 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 the song is going to play in the beginning of the movie and also, again, at the end of the movie. And she did a wonderful job. She wrote the song with John Pate, my co-writer, and they wrote this beautiful song called Faith Wins, named after the movie, and it tells of the journey of the of uh, of the Billy Rizzo character. And anyways, so I went and saw Jenny. She was at the Tropicana this past weekend, and she just is so great. She's so talented, and her name's Jenny Tolman. And the song is Faith Wins, and we're gonna have to send you that song so you can play it on your show. Yeah, I would love it. That that, that would be great. Please send me an MP3 of that. We'll have to get her on the show too. To uh, if you when, when you chat with her, I'd oh, love absolutely. to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I will tell. I'll tell her dad and her manager. Her, her dad, uh, he's a talent manager. Steve Tolman. I'll tell Steve to get a hold of you and that uh, you'd love to have her on. And she's so good. And she's so personable and sweet and nice. And she's a beautiful girl. You know, so she's going to be a really big country star. They're at it. She's out of Nashville. 